Evansville Baptist Church. It's good to have you all here with us this morning. We've got a few families missing this morning. We've got three different families that are out on the road and traveling today. So uh, be in prayer for them as they are out and about and uh, traveling back from where they are at. So uh, but we're going to have a great time in the Lord's house this morning. We're going to open up God's word. Uh, we are going to sing his praises. And then at the end of the service, we will be celebrating the Lord's Supper together. So today is a very special service. But let's get our hymn books out. Uh, we'll start by singing hymn number 271. Hymn number 271. We can't sing this one standing down. Let's stand up as we sing hymn number 271. Standing on the promises. The first, the second, and the fourth of hymn number 271. Standing on the promises of Christ my King. Through eternal ages let his praises ring. Glory in the highest I will shout and sing. Standing on the promises of God. Standing, standing, standing on the promises of God my Savior. Standing, standing, I'm standing on the promises of God. On that second verse, sing it out this morning. Standing on the promises that cannot fail, when the howling storms of doubt and fear assail, by the living word of God I shall prevail. Standing on the promises of God. Standing, standing, standing on the promises of God my Savior. Standing, standing, I'm standing on the promises of God. On that last verse, standing on the promises I cannot fall, listening every moment to the Spirit's call, resting in my Savior as my all in all, standing on the promises of God. Standing, standing on the promises of God my Savior. Standing, standing, I'm standing on the promises of God. Amen. I hope you're standing on those promises this morning. Brother Jim, could you please open our service in a word of prayer? Amen. You may be seated. Thank you all for being here with us this morning. I do have a few announcements for you. Uh, one thing uh, we did forget to mention in the men's uh, Ironman meeting, 
Um, we forgot to choose somebody to, or we forgot to get a volunteer uh, for somebody to cook next month. So uh, if you would be willing to cook for next month's men's meeting, just come on over to me after the service and just let me know and uh, we'll work that out. So we do still need somebody to uh, cook for that. Uh, for pertinent announcements, uh, this coming Thursday, we will have our regular uh, ladies Bible study. Uh, so you will not want to miss that. You'll be there. Uh, please, please be there for that. Uh, invite your friends and family to attend that as well. Uh, this coming Saturday at 10 o'clock, uh, we will be having our regular uh, outreach ministries. Uh, so please, uh, if you're able to, please come for that. Uh, if you're not comfortable with going out and knocking on doors or uh, giving out gospel tracts, just come on out uh, and you can pray here with us as those of us who are uh, able to go out will go out and, um, and get the gospel out. Uh, this is your chance to be a part of the fulfilling of the Great Commission. Uh, when we were called uh, in Mark 16, 15, you were called to go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. And this is your chance to be able to do that. That's a part that God uh, has given every Christian, every believer uh, has been called to do that. So uh, if you're able to, uh, I would very much encourage you to come. Uh, that is this coming Saturday at 10 a.m. Please uh, be there for that. And I did want to say along with that, uh, we will have coffee for everybody because we all need coffee at that time in the morning on a Saturday for sure. Uh, so please be there for that. And then uh, we do have another event coming up this month. Uh, I know we had our church picnic um, just a couple of weeks ago, or actually last Saturday. Not this past Saturday, but the Saturday before. That was a wonderful, wonderful time together. Uh, but the first or the last Saturday in June, uh, we will be having a little uh, bonfire together because we had planned to do one at the church picnic and we did not have enough time to do that. Uh, but that is June the 24th. That's uh, I'm calling it our first weekend of summer bonfire here at the church. Uh, we'll gather together. Uh, we're going to have, it'll be later on in the evening, So, but we'll have s'mores, water, and sodas that the church will provide. Uh, but come on out at 6 o'clock in the evening uh, for this uh, event and bring your favorite yard game. Bring your favorite yard game uh, to this event. Uh, we're just going to have a good time together. We'll sit around the bonfire. We'll play some games together. Uh, we'll sing some songs together, and uh, we'll have a little devotional together. But it'll be a, a wonderful, wonderful time uh, together as a church family. And uh, in case of rain, we'll postpone it to a different weekend. So I know there's, it, it's up in the air whether there's rain or not. Um, we're, we, you never really know. So, uh, but if there is rain that weekend, I'll just announce it. We'll plan it for uh, a different weekend. Uh, but that will be a wonderful, wonderful time together. That's coming up the last Saturday of this month on the 24th. So please make plans uh, to attend that and bring your family and friends. It'll be a wonderful, wonderful time uh, together as church family. Uh, I believe that's all the main announcements that I have. We do not have any birthdays or anniversaries this month. So like I said, we got we to fix that. We got to make, we got to get some anniversaries going. We got to get some birthdays going and uh, we'll... We'll uh, get that better for next year, right? We've got to have birthdays and anniversaries every, every month of the year. We, gotta, we want to celebrate something every, every month of the year. So, uh, but anyhow, I really am grateful for your faithfulness, uh, for being in God's house this morning. Uh, we did have a wonderful Ironman Fellowship yesterday. Uh, it was a great time as the men came together 
uh, and we opened up God's Word together and uh, opened up our hearts to each other, and it was just a wonderful, wonderful time. Uh, and I made breakfast, or I attempted to make breakfast. Uh, when Brother Jim and Brother Derek got there, they kind of saved me and uh, helped me get it finished. And uh, as far as everybody said, it was edible, right? It was at least edible. So uh, I will be calling in the troops the next time I, uh, next time I cook, and I won't be doing that alone again. Uh, but anyhow, let's get our hymn books back out. We'll turn to hymn number two, our hymn number something. I didn't put the number in there. There shall be showers of blessing. Mrs. Harris, what number is that? 289. Hymn number 289. There shall be showers of blessing. Let's remain seated as we sing the first, the second, and the last of hymn number 289. <laughs> there shall be showers of blessing. This is the promise of love. There shall be seasons refreshing, sent from the Savior above. Showers of blessing, showers of blessing we need. Mercy drops round us are falling, but for the showers we plead on that second verse. There shall be showers of blessing, precious reviving again over the hills and the valleys sound of abundance of rain showers of blessing showers of blessing we need mercy drops round us are falling but for the showers we plead on that last verse there shall be showers of blessing. Oh, that today they might fall. Now as on God we're confessing. Now as on Jesus we call. Showers of blessing. Showers of blessing we need. Mercy drops round us are falling. But for the showers we plead. Amen. Good song. Good song. Let's turn in our hymn books to hymn number 282. That's our song of the month, The Family of God. We'll sing it together. Uh, let's sing it through twice through together this morning. What a wonderful song, The Family of God. Think about the words as we sing our song of the month together. I'm so glad I'm a part of the family of God. I've been washed in the fountain cleansed by his blood joint heirs with jesus as we travel this sod for i'm part of the family the family of god let's sing it through one more time i'm so glad i'm a part of the family of god i've been washed in the fountain cleansed by his blood Join tears with Jesus as we travel this sod. For I'm a part of the family, the family of God. What a wonderful thing it is to be a part of the family of God. Amen. Oh, I'm so glad that I am a part of that family. I'm so glad there was a time in my life where I finally got down on my knees and accepted that gift that the Lord gave to me. And, and He accepted me at that moment into His family. Praise God that I am a part of the family of God. Amen. Uh, at this time, we're going to have our offering. I'm going to ask Brother Billy, uh, Brother Jim, if you could please come forward. 
uh, as we have our offering together. I'm going to ask Brother Jim if you would please ask the blessing on the offering this morning. Amen. As they take the offering, shake hands, say hi to each other, welcome each other to the service, fellowship a little bit. We don't have to be all doom and gloom. to get our hymn books back out together. We'll turn to hymn number 294. Before we do that, I got a correction to the ladies' uh, Bible study. It will be a ladies' fellowship because it's the third Thursday. So instead of a ladies' Bible study, it will be a ladies' fellowship. So please uh, remember that, and that will be a good time together. You guys will have a uh, devotional and a fellowship together. Uh, that day. So, uh, but let's get our hymn books back out. We'll turn to hymn number 294, Set My Soul Afire. We'll sing all three verses of hymn number 294. Set my soul afire, Lord. Set my soul afire. On that first verse. Set my soul afire, Lord, for thy holy word. Burn it Let thy voice be heard. Millions grope in darkness in this day and hour. I will be a witness. Fill me with thy power. Set my soul afire, Lord. Set my soul afire. A witness of thy saving power. Millions grope in darkness, waiting for thy word. Set my soul afire, Lord, set my soul afire. On that second verse, think about the words. Set my soul afire, Lord, for the lost in sin. Give to me a passion as I seek to win. Help me not to. 
song that is, and I hope that is your prayer, that God will set your soul afire, that He will set you on fire for Him. At this time, we're going to have uh, Miss Marge and Miss Joanne, they're going to come up and sing a special for us this morning.
stay by your side. Oh, what a wonderful song. Thank you, ladies, for that. Thank you very much. Well, let's get our Bibles out together. Let's get our Bibles out. We're going to turn to Luke chapter number two. Luke chapter number two. Don't worry, we're not doing the Christmas story. There are other great passages of scripture that come from the Luke chapter number two. And uh, we're going to go all the way down to verse number 25, where we're going to get started this morning. Luke chapter 22, verse number 25. I'll give you a moment to get there. Uh, this is a wonderful, uh, wonderful passage of Scripture in the Bible. And I want to pull something out from it, and I want to see if we can maybe apply it to our lives today. At the end of the message today, we're going to go on into our, uh, our Lord's Supper together. Uh, but this is something that I felt the Lord was laying on my heart to bring to you all this morning, in Luke chapter number 2, verse number 25. Luke chapter 2, verse number 25. In verse number 25, it says here, And behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. And the same man was just and devout, waiting for the cons consolation of Israel. And the Holy Ghost was upon him. And it was re revealed unto him by the Holy Ghost that he should not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. And he came by the Spirit into the temple, and when the parents brought the, in the child Jesus to do for him after the custom of the law, then took he him up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace according to thy word. And this next verse is where we get the title of my message. It, in verse number 30, it says, For mine eyes have seen thy salvation. We'll continue on to verse 31. It says, Which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, a light to lighten the Gentiles, and the glory of thy people Israel. And Joseph and his mother marveled at those things which were spoken of him. And Simeon blessed them and said unto Mary his mother, Behold, this child is set for the fall and rising again of many in Israel, and for a sign which shall be spoken against. Yea, a sword shall pierce through my own, thy own soul also, that the thoughts of, thy, of many hearts may be revealed. The title of my message is found in verse number 30, For mine eyes 
have seen thy salvation. Let's pray and we'll get right into the message this morning. Heavenly Father God, we thank you for this day. Lord, we thank you for your word, Lord, that we can open up and we can take from it things that we can apply to our lives and things that we can use in our lives. Lord, I pray that you would use this message this morning. Lord, I pray that my words, Lord, would not be heard, but Lord, that your words would reign preeminent over this service today, Lord. I pray that you'd bless this Lord's Supper that we're also going to partake in, Lord. Uh, Lord, I pray that as we go do uh, these things tonight, Lord, that they would be there this morning, that they would all be to your honor and to your glory. In your name I pray, amen. So this man that we're looking at today, his name is Simeon. And he was told he had a very close relationship with God. He was filled with the Spirit, as the Bible says. And it says there that he knew that he would not die until he saw the Lord's Christ or his Savior. And if we read these verses, uh, we see a great joy that has filled his heart when he sees his Savior there. Let's read his reaction together. Verse number 27, it says that he came by the Spirit into the temple. And when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him after the custom of the law, then, he took, him, then took he him up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now lettest thou thine servant depart in peace according to thy word, for mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, a light to lighten the Gentiles, and the glory of thy people. What a great joy that we hear in these verses. What a great joy that we hear Simeon, is in Simeon's voice. The question I want to ask this morning is, what was your reaction when your eyes saw your salvation? When your eyes saw your salvation... The second question I have for you this morning is not only what was your reaction when you saw your salvation, but have you seen your salvation? Have you been shown your salvation? I'm going to take a moment this morning and show you a little bit about what your salvation is. Number one, we have to look at the fact that Christ died on that cross to pay for your sins he was betrayed by his own in Matthew 26, verses 47 through 49. It says, And while he yet spake, lo, Judas, one of the twelve, came, and with him a great multitude, with swords and staves from the chief priests and elders of the people. Now he that betrayed, betrayed him gave them a sign, saying, Whomsoever I shall kiss, the same as he, hold him fast. And forthwith he came to Jesus and said, Hail, Master, and kissed him. He was betrayed by one of his own. Then we see that he was found guiltless by Pilate, yet the crowd still cried out, Crucify him. The next chapter over, verses 11 through 23, we see here it says, And Jesus stood before the governor, and the governor asked him, saying, Art thou the king of the Jews? And Jesus said unto him, Thou sayest. And when he was accused of the chief priests and elders, he answered nothing. Then said Pilate unto him, Hearest thou? Not how many things they witness against thee? And he answered him to never a word, insomuch that the governor marveled greatly. Now at that feast the governor was wont to release unto the people a prisoner whom they would. And they had then a notable prisoner called Barabbas. Therefore when they were gathered together, Pilate said unto them, Whom will ye that I release unto you, Barabbas, or Jesus which is called Christ? For he knew that for envy they had delivered him. When he was set down on the judgment seat, his wife sent unto him, saying, Have thou nothing to do with that just man? For I have suffered 
many things this day in a dream because of him. But the chief priests and elders persuaded the multitude that they should ask Barabbas and destroy Jesus. The governor answered and said unto them, Whether of the twain will ye that I release unto you? They said, Barabbas. Pilate saith unto them, What shall I do then with Jesus, which is called Christ? They all shall say, or they all say unto him, Let him be crucified. And the governor said, Why? What evil hath he done? But they cried out the more, saying, Let him be crucified. Not only does Pilate uh, not see the, the, the sin that Jesus has done, but he says, uh, he says to them, uh, what, what has he done? What, what, what is the sin that he has done? And they say it twice, let him be crucified. Not only that, but he was crucified on the tree among two thieves. In Matthew 27, just a few more verses down in verse 33, it says here, And when they were come unto a place called Golgotha, that is to say a place of the skull, they gave him vinegar to drink, mingled with gall. And when he had tasted thereof, he would not drink. And they crucified him and parted his garments, casting lots that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the prophet. They parted my garments among them, and upon my vesture did they cast lots. And sitting down, they watched him there, and set up over his head the accusation written, This is Jesus, King of the Jews. He did that for our sins. He went and suffered for our sins. Do you see your salvation yet? Do you see your salvation yet? Do you see your Savior up on that cross, dying for your sins? Second of all, we see that not only did he die for our sins, but through that death on the cross, he made a way with that death that you can go to heaven someday. Romans chapter 5, verse number 8 says, But God commendeth his love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. While we were in the midst of our sin, while we were living in sin, Christ died for us. Romans 5, 18 says, Therefore, as by the offense of one Judgment came upon all men to condemnation. Even so, by the righteousness of one, the free gift came upon all men unto justification of life. Romans 6.23 says, for the, by the wages, or for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Ephesians 2.8.9 says, For by grace are ye saved through faith, and that not of yourselves it is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. God gave you this free gift. Not only did He die on the cross to pay for your sins, but He made a way through that death for you to have life. Can you see your salvation yet? Can you see your salvation yet? And then number three, with that salvation comes a clause that can never be broken. The Bible tells us that no matter what happens in this life, when you've accepted Christ as your Savior, when you've asked Him to come into your heart, there is nothing in this world that can take that away from you. Romans 8, chapter, 30, uh, chapter 8, verse 35 through 39, it says, Who shall separate us from the love of God? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or peril, or sword. As it is written, for thy sake we are killed all the day long. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. 
verse 38 and verse 39 are very, uh, very well-known verses. They say there, For I am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. There is nothing in this world, in the past or in the future, that can separate you from the love of God. Once you have that salvation, you always have it. Do you see your salvation yet? Do you see your salvation in these verses? For those who have seen their salvation, do you remember that day? Do you remember that moment when you first saw your salvation? Do you remember distinctly in your mind when you, when you realized, yes, I'm a sinner, yes, I deserve hell, but praise God, I've got a Savior that has gone and died on that cross to pay for my sins. Do you remember that day? Do you still get a little bit excited about that day? Do you still get a little bit excited when you hear about what God's done for you? Do you still get a little bit excited when you hear about a sinner that's come forward and accepted Christ? If you don't get excited about that anymore, then you've got to find something to get that excitement back. Don't let the cares of this world make you forget that excitement. Don't let what happens in this world put a blinder between you and seeing that salvation. Seeing your salvation. What goes through your head when you hear the songs about the cross and about the blood? What goes through your head when you hear a song that says, What can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What goes through your head when you hear a song that says, Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now am found. Was blind, but now I see. What goes through your head? What, hap what, what goes through your head when you think about that song that says, The old rugged cross. The old rugged cross. What about that great song? <coughs> what about that song that says, There is power, power, wonder-working power in the blood of the Lamb. There's power in that blood. Do you get a little bit excited when you hear songs like that? When you begin to see your salvation, do you get a little bit excited? For those who haven't seen that salvation yet, are you ready? Are you ready to accept that salvation? When you see that salvation that's written in these words, do you think, well, you know what, I've never accepted that. Maybe today is that day that God's saying, Okay, it's, it's, it's time for you now. Do you see the salvation? Do you see the salvation? What a great salvation that is. What a great God we serve. What a great sacrifice that was made on our account. You should get a little excited about it. You should get a little bit happy when you hear about that sacrifice that Christ made for you. 
Because now you don't have to worry about a spiritual death anymore. You don't got to worry about, can I, uh, am I going to spend eternity in hell anymore? Because of that salvation that you see uh, that Christ died for you, uh, that He made a way that you can live for eternity with Him in heaven, you don't got to worry about hell anymore. Do you see your salvation? Are you getting excited about your salvation? Don't forget about that day that Christ, uh, that Jesus came down and picked you up as a lowly sinner and said, yes, I'll come into your heart. Yes, I'll cleanse you from all unrighteousness. Yes, I'll come in and live with you. And yes, you can come and live with me for eternity. Do you remember that day? If you don't remember that day, if you've never had that day, don't go any further today without making today that day that you saw your salvation and you didn't just see your salvation and say, you know what, I'm not going to pay attention to that. I'm not going to look at that. I don't want to think about that. You said, yes, Lord, I see your salvation. I'm going to accept that. Make today that day. I don't write a lot of poetry, but thinking about God's love and His salvation, I wrote a little bit of a poem. Now, mind you, like I said, I don't write much poetry, so bear with me. But I'm going to read this poem that was written from the heart. The title of the poem is What Love? Such love is much too wonderful for me to comprehend. His son he sent down to this world to save my soul from sin. To think of all he's done for me, I scarce can't take it in. I can't express my thankfulness. I have no words to say. For me to say I love him so is such a small attempt. There are no words here on this earth that I could sing or pen. Because of this, I must confess my heart is heavy inside. I want to express my thankfulness but cannot, so now I cry. Lord, now I give my life to thee. My heart is yours complete. To be used of thee is my great plea. Lord, may I thy servant be. I wish to give much more to thee, but myself is all I can give. Your blood, it means so much to me, so for you forever I'll live. I could spend forever thinking of your sacrifice for me. I thank you for your blood divine that gives me salvation so free. What love. What love our Savior had for us. To think of this man, uh, Simeon, who when he saw his salvation as a little child, he almost left with joy. He said, praise God, my salvation is right there in front of me, praise God. Sal, your salvation is right in front of you today. If you've accepted that salvation, then today is a day when we go to partake of these things together, we're remembering our salvation. For those of us who have accepted that, it's a joyous time. It's a joyous time when we get that piece of unleavened bread in our hands and we look at it and we think, Oh Lord, thank you. Thank you for your body that was broken for me when we get that little cup of grape juice uh, that is a non-alcoholic because alcohol in the Bible is a picture of sin, when we look at that and we say, Lord, thank you for your blood. 
Thank you for that blood that you shed on that tree for me. When we take that today, think about your salvation. Think about your salvation. When you hear the words of those songs, they're not just songs anymore. You're not just singing a song that might sound good anymore. You're singing a song that when you sing it, the words mean something now. The words mean something. There's a great song that's titled About the Cross. It's such great words. I don't remember them all right now, but it's just talking about the cross. If I only had one message, I could bring you. There's no question it would be about the cross. About the blood. God's Son came down to this earth to be your salvation. We should get a little excited about it. We should get a little excited when we sing those songs. We should get a little excited when we hear those words. When we read God's word, it should have a new meaning to us because we see our salvation. If you've never accepted your salvation, if you've never accepted that salvation, then it might not mean so much to you. You might not get so emotional when you read those verses about not being able to be separated from the love of God. If you've never accepted that, today is the day. Because then when we read verses about the fact that there's nothing on this earth that can take your salvation away, there's nothing on earth that can separate you from the love of God, then you get a little excited. You might just want to say, Amen. You might just want to say, Praise God. You might just want to yell out a little hallelujah here and there. You know, I know... The Pentecostals believe a little, uh, have, some, have some weird beliefs here and there. But I'll tell you what, they sure get excited about their salvation, don't they? Maybe we should get maybe, maybe we should, a small page of their book. But maybe we should take a little page out of their book and maybe just get a little bit excited about what God's done for us. Amen. Praise the Lord. Get a little excited. What great love that God has given us. Amen? What great salvation that He's given to us. Praise the Lord. Let's pray. Heavenly Father God, Lord, we thank You for Your salvation. Lord, we thank You for Your Son that You sent down to this earth, Lord, to come and die on that cross to pay for our sins. Lord, we thank you for your salvation. We thank you for, uh, Lord, the great sacrifice that was made on our account. Lord, I pray that as we hear about these things, if there's anybody here today that does not know, that has never experienced your salvation, Lord, I pray that they would not leave this place today without accepting that salvation that they wouldn't leave this place today without maybe getting a little bit of a renewal of their excitement of their salvation. The altars are open, and maybe you've lost a little bit of your excitement for your salvation. Maybe you need to just come down to this altar today and just say, Lord, help me. 
Lord, thank you for that great salvation. Lord, thank you for sending your Son to die on that cross for my sins. Maybe you've never seen that salvation. Maybe this is the first time you've ever heard about your salvation. Maybe you need to come down to this altar today and just say, Lord, I know I'm a sinner. Lord, I know I've done wrong things and I've wronged you. Lord, but I ask you to come and live in my heart. Save me from my sin. Take me to heaven someday when I die. Maybe you need to do that today. Don't hesitate. Don't, don't let this life pass you by without seeing the salvation. Without understanding the excitement about salvation. Maybe you need to come forward for membership this morning. Maybe God's laid it on your heart and said, man, the way you need to get excited about your salvation today is you just need to come forward and be a member. Come into the membership. Maybe that's what God wants for you today. The altars are open. We don't have a piano playing, but you can still come. You can still come and pour your heart out to God.